Well tonight I feel like God's favorite I'm laying down in his arms And he's wiping tears from my troubled brow And keeping me safe from harm And welcome to one more podcast And at this time it's great news to those in the area who enjoy the railway and are fascinated by its history in St Albans and surrounds. Because today I have Jeff Lewis of the Smallford Station and Auburn Way Heritage Society. He's here to bring us the good news, so you're welcome, Jeff. Thank you very much, Elspeth. Right, before we come to this exciting news about the Smallford Station, um, there's quite a bit of interesting history of stations in the area, or no stations in the area. can you, can you tell us what we had a little while ago in the way of trains and stations? Quite a while ago now, yeah. So, um, so for those people who live locally, once upon a time you could get a train from Hatfield to St Albans and from St Albans to Hatfield. Right. But that's a long time ago now. Um, and the railway that was built, can you imagine, it's not very far. No. It's only about seven miles. Um was built as part of a larger plan, actually, was this to connect Norwich via Hartford, then Hatfield, <laughs> then St Albans, out to Uxbridge and over to Reading. <gasps> so an east-west route. Now, there's a modern idea for you. Well, yes, they have to bring it back quickly. Yes, uh, but uh, what they ended up with was a small railway line of uh, seven miles long from Hatfield to St Albans. And when it was built, uh, there was a railway line that went from um, King's Cross Station north, but there was no line from St Pancras, as there is now, to St Albans. So St Albans didn't have a railway connection. So the idea was to attract people from St Albans to come to Hatfield and then into London or up north. Was there one person who was a sort of... um uh, leader in wanting this and doing this, and is his no name known, or is it just a group of people got together and wandered? In those days, one of the ways that lots of people looked to make money was setting up railways. It happened across the whole of the country. Goodness, can't believe it. And there was a real fight to find lines, and this one was set up by a guy called Lord Ebury. Right. He was the man who was hoping to make millions and millions of whatever, of pounds out of uh, this venture to set up a very small railway that would be part of a much larger railway. But what interfered mainly with his plans were shortly after they opened this small railway line from Hatfield to St Albans, St Pancras to King's Cross, or as it's known, the Bedpan line from Bedford (laughs) to St Pancras, was opened. And so the idea of taking people from St Albans to Hatfield... Superfluous, I suppose. Yeah, yes. it became yeah. very quickly. Cool. Right. So, how did you? Um, I know you're excited about it, and especially that the council is willing to help in monetary ways, I hope, and many other ways. But how did you get interested? Were you keen on railways as a little boy, or what? Uh, well, I suppose all little boys in my, of my age loved smelly, sm- smelly, uh, smoky. Railway engines and things like that, yeah, but yeah. no, I'm not particularly. I'm neither a historian nor am I a, a railway buff. Um, in fact, my background is a primary school teacher, 
And in many ways, this is a bit like a primary school project for me, that I'm the teacher. Well, I'm not the teacher. In fact, there's people teaching me, but I'm facilitating an idea. But, you know, I was chair of Smallford Residents Association for several years. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was this old railway in Smallford. Sorry, there's the old railway station in Smallford, which nobody really knew very much about. And uh, what, 13 years ago, I arranged a visit with the site manager. It's, the, the station actually is owned by a company called O'Shea's, who own the land behind the station right. and use the station as the office. And by chance, I went in to see the guy who was um, the site manager to say, you know, is it possible to arrange a visit to have a look around the station? And I involved my local parish councillors, St Albans District Council, and we had a first visit to the station to see what it looked like. And out of that came the idea, wouldn't it be great if we could do a community project? Mm. And uh, one of the things I think I've been quite good at, if I'm... I'm I'm sure you're good at lots of things. Well, yeah, we're all good. I mean, I I believe we're all good at lots of things. One of the things that I think made this work was I got intrigued about who else might be interested. Uh, So I started, you know, that's one one of the wonders of modern technology is that you can link with people in all sorts of ways. So I wrote some various U3A groups Uh and different, and out of that grew this uh, plan to create a project around Smallford Station. And one of the people I got in touch with was the University of Hertfordshire History Department. Really? And I met up, it was, I look back at that and think, Christ, there was little old me and five people from the University of Hertfordshire History Department and Marketing Department. Um, but you have to be excited because... Um, <laughs> People, I mean, it wasn't even looking much like a station then. No, no, it, it was a real so, mess. If anybody looks online, we got photographs and stuff. It yeah. was overgrown. There was an old cabin in front of it. it yeah, so, the platform was completely covered with undergrowth and stuff. Mm. It was a real mess. Mm. So but, why should people um, of intellect and at uni like to to make it a project that's fascinating good point so at that at that time the history department were very interested in encouraging local history groups or people with an interest in heritage and stuff absolutely wonderful team and again by chance one of their members of staff had worked for the national lottery and so I went in there saying, look, we want to do this little project. What do you think? And their response was, to say the least, very positive. Mm. This could be worth uh, an application to the Heritage Lottery Fund. Mm. And on their, on their suggestion and with some of their support, I put an application in to do a project called Bringing the History of Smallford Station to Life. Right. And guess what? It was a successful bid. Ta-da. And I got just Amazing. under £10,000 to set up this project. Wow. It, was, wow. it was amazing. A lovely day that was when I received that. Yes. That was about 12, 13 years ago. You are generally known in this area, of course. So people would say, ah, if Jeff Lewis is doing it, maybe I could, you know, contribute. Well, it's interesting you say that because it's been very difficult to get 
for instance, people in Smallford involved. They're generally not particularly interested, whether that's because they're families, they're working, they've got other things in their life. So there are just a couple of people who actually live in Cent- in Smallford who've got involved. But I've got one, one of our committee members lives 50 miles away. He happens to be very passionate about railways. Right. You know, and people think, for me, it's... It, it's a community project. It happens to be about railways. It happens to be about heritage. But for me, it's about the local community. Mm. Uh, and that's that's really one of my passions. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my ancestor was um, a couple of links apart with George Stevenson. So sort of <laughs> railways have come down through the mail <laughs> a lot. But um, not me. That's an interesting connection, isn't it? Because isn't there are some statistics that says we're all within five people of everybody yeah, else in the world? Interesting. Yes, I'm sure it's something like that. Five. People. Yes. Yeah. I was just glancing here about other stations because you think now, right? This is your station. It's in red here, Smallford Station. But before we've got several, um, even a Salvation Army station. Yep. What, what, originally, how, how does this list? So let, let, let me explain. Originally, between Hatfield and the, the station it ended up was originally called London Road Station. Right. And between them, there were four stops. There was Nasthide Halt, Smallford and Hill End and Salvation Army. So the Salvation Army had a big printing works. Okay. So they had lots of people going there. Well, oh, not only did it? they have a lot of people going there, but they had a printing works. Oh, for your purposes. So yes. they published The War Cry. Right. And The War Cry was sent along this ah, railway line. Right. So, it was, it was, so remember that the railway line, in fact, was not very successful with passengers, but it was very successful with goods. And one of them was, as I said here, the Salvation Army. And next to the Salvation Army was a place called Sanders Nursery. And this guy, Mr. Sanders, was passionate about orchids. And he'd go around the world searching for orchids and bring them back into St. Albans. There's so many things you don't know, don't there? Yeah, Yeah. and he'd grow and sell these orchids around the world. And so uh, this little railway line had orchids running (laughs) back sort of uh, being sent out. So, yeah, it was quite a busy. And then um, during the war, the Second World War, they opened um, a a stop at what was called Lemsford Road so that it could serve the um, de Havilland's air construction. If you remember, de Havilland's had a big site in Hatfield Mm. where they built planes and stuff. Mm. And so they they built a stop... And, of course, they didn't put a sign on the platform because they didn't want people to, during the war, you know, to know this yeah, was yeah. For, ha- for de Havilland's. Okay. Uh, and also, even before that, uh, the railway was extend- extended from London Road mm-hmm. to Abbey Road, sta- to the Abbey Station, mm-hmm. where it linked later on uh, with a railway line to Watford. Yes. Wow. Have you, or have you got it in mind, or has it started yet? Have you written the, the complete story, a book about it? 
yet. Well, that's an interesting one. So if I if, if I go back a few, what we were talking about before, yeah. I sent out uh, emails to places like the U3As. Yes. And one of the U3A members, his brother was a guy called Roger. And Roger had written a book about the St. Albans and Hatfield Railway Line. Really? Oh, wow. And... Roger donated the whole of his archives to us. God. So that's what happens when you network. You haven't got a clue who you're going to get in touch with. Yeah. Uh, another person we got in touch with through the U3A was uh, the nephew of the last station mistress who served as the, port, the, the station clerk okay. at Smallford Station. And... Uh, so, yeah, there were, there's all sorts of connections yes, that see, came I out think, of the blue, yeah, which if, is what history is about, making mm, connections. If people knew all these stories, I think they'd be keener on what they just see as a, a little old platform, you know. And so maybe you or somebody must write a chatty book about this. Well, there is someone now, currently we've found out, who is writing another oh, book okay. about this little, tiny little seven-mile-long railway line. <laughs> Because the stories you're bringing out, you know, are fascinating. Yes, they are. Know what to know. Right. Oh. Now then, we've got a picture of a group of um, helpers, presumably. Um, heritage Society. Oh, is it, is it is the Auburn Way a Heritage Society, or are you? is it joint with Smallford Station? So originally we had a project. So under the... Funding from the National Heritage, from the Heritage yeah. uh, Fund, we were bringing the history of Smallford Station to life. Yes. And that was as part when we were part of Smallford Residents Association. I mentioned I was chair of Smallford Residents right. Association. Yeah. It was then made, a decision was made that this was a separate, this became bigger than uh, sort of a separate issue from Smallford right. Residents Association. So five years ago, we separated off mm. and we established this society, rather a long-winded name, the Smallford Station and Auburn Way Heritage Society. Yes, how did the Auburn Way get into it? That's an example. Well, what's, so once, when the, uh, when the railway closed, finally... Which was... Uh, good question. I've forgotten. It's written. Which sort of centuries? It's somewhere. It was nineteen. Here. It was in the sixties. Everybody okay. says it was part of the beaching cuts. It was nothing to do with beaching. Mm. Uh, in fact, the only reason it had stayed in nineteen fifty one, the passenger service closed, but because of the contracts the railway had with the uh, goods people like the Salvation Army, they had to continue. Mm. But they closed in nineteen sixty eight, and. In the 1980s, so half in the 1980s, half of the railway was uh, was given over to St Albans District Council, and the other half was given over to Wellin Hatfield Borough Council, and they opened the footpath and cycleway called oh, the Auburn right. Way. Yes, yes. So the the Auburn Way is a footpath and cycle path that follows the where railway the tr track. The, that would the track. Have been. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, because a lot of people use that, don't they? Cyclists and... and Absolutely, yeah, walkers. it gets quite busy at times. Yeah. Cool, so we're seeing our area in um, with big glasses at the moment, yes. Sometimes you live somewhere and you don't really know, and some people don't really care what happened last. 
know. Yeah, when I first got involved with the station, it was a strange that so many people living in Smallford didn't even know there was a station still there. They didn't use the Auburn Way or whatever. Even those people who happened to live on a road called Station Road Smallford. You live on Station Road? There's a clue there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know the Oaklands, the lands of Oak and the lane, yeah. Mm, my lane. Right. Uh, so you have got a group of people, exciting community, say a p- community project to get going on this um, when you're allowed. And now the council is in it. How had you been asking them for years? or is this Yeah, we've been collaborating. <laughs> so collaborating. Yes. The, the history here is one of our dreams would be to take over this tiny little station which we believe is new, unique, and we don't think there's another one like it in the country. It's a Grade Two listed building, even though it's in a dreadful state. Can you can you have just a piece of land that's a listed building, or is there a little bit of a building left? Well, the station is there. The ticket office, the Smallford station, okay. is still there on right, the platform. Right. The station itself is owned by this company called O'Shea's, mm. and. We have we had a dream to take over the station, renovate and restore it, and then open it as a, a community heritage centre. Mm-hmm. For various reasons, which I won't go into, that's not possible. And so we made a decision, OK, if we can't do anything t- with the station, maybe we could improve the environment around the station. Right. So that's this project, this community and project to improve the environment around the station. So we've been working closely with St Albans District Council, in particular the Estates Department. We've also done my best to, being an ex-teacher, I suppose, wanted to involve Oakland's College. Okay. So the idea, wouldn't it be great to give an opportunity for students? It's not far away, is it? No. and so that's how I've seen it as a, a community project. Mm. And so we've put together lots of plans. A couple of, do you know what? So many things happen by chance. <laughs> so because it's a grade two, because it's on the, so, no, so let me take a step backwards. The station is owned by a company called O'Shea's. Yes. However, the platform on which it stands the Auburn Way which goes past it, the car park at the back of the station, the original, so the the car park at the back of the station, the property is all owned by St Albans District Council. So the platform's owned by St Albans District Council. So really it's just sort of the earth underneath and a sort of circumference or whatever. But the actual platform, as I said, is owned by St... So I got in touch with St Albans District Council... um, and so we've been working closely with the Estates Department, with them, to put together plans to improve the environment around the station. So that's to make the station neat and tidy, to make it a place where people can stop and enjoy and get informed. Yes. So the plan was to put in some benches and with some of the histori- historian buffs and railway buffs that I'm working with, they have to be Victorian-style railway benches that would have been used wow. on this particular railway. And I noted lampposts. And Victoria the lampposts lamp had to be a particular style of lampposts. Yes. Um, 
we thought it would be nice to have some um, railway posters along the back of uh, along the back of the platform is a wooden fence, and we could put some uh, again some attractive railway posters. Well, the first for a lot of posters uh, have been designed by Oakland's College um, Art and Design students. Right. We gave them a brief. We wanted Victorian style Art Deco style railway posters. And the five winning posters will be built on display. There'll be a raised flower bed. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about our uh, our plans to improve the environment around the station. Right. I'll begin after that. Okay. Uh, now your plans, yes, included. I, I, as I say, I was delighted to see Victoria style lampposts, etc. Um, so you've got to get a lot of people on board to get excited about this, haven't you, Jeff? It's all down to a small number of enthusiastic volunteers. Right. It's never a large number of groups. Right. And I think you'd find, you'd probably appreciate, that lots of voluntary groups are finding it difficult to get people on board. Youngsters are much more on the internet and stuff like that. It's quite a challenge. I so we've got a small group and... So we've got these benches, we've got these um, lampposts, Victorian style lampposts. We're going to be putting up some raised flower beds to make the place look attractive. Yeah. And then in the car park, we were very fortunate to be given uh, an old railway goods van body. And that's going to be sitting next to the platform in the car park and it will house our exhibition and some of our artefacts, and they'll be opened up to the public throughout the year. So that uh, goods van body is currently at Oakland's, sited at Oakland's College, okay. and we're gradually renovating it. So that's a big part of the project. Yeah. And the third part of the project, which wasn't planned initially, is at the side of the car park is a railway embankment that goes up to Station Road, and we've started a rewilding project along there. So it's Did you say rewiring or rewilding? Good point. Rewilding. Making wild stuff grow. And yeah, 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 yes. yeah. It was covered with undergrowth and shrubs and all sorts of things. And uh, so, yeah, it's a rewilding project. Oh, that sounds exciting. And then, of course, the, the icing on the cake was the council really coming in in a big way. Yeah. I think some of the members of the this is a unique project for them really yeah. and uh, so we had to put in a planning application in total that must have cost in itself £1,500 we had to go down, everything was dot your I's and cross your T's um, and so the council have agreed to refurbish the top of the platform that's got to be uh, refurbished to replace some of the paving blocks to replace the end of the platform and uh, we got uh, an email from them only last week to say a date has been set that on the 23rd of March 2023 their contractor will start doing this refurbishment work on the platform Great. and they're paying the cost of that fully and once they've refurbished the platform, then we can start bringing in the furniture that we've purchased and built and yes. put the other items in. The goods van body will take a bit longer. It won't be ready. But again, the, um, 
the district council, the estates department, will be building a structure on which the goods van will sit, an extension to the place. These things, the more you go into them, the more complicated they get. Yes. We've been extremely lucky. Uh, there's a local guy called John Clemo who lives in Colney Heath. He's a retired architect. He's done all the architectural work for us for free. He's spent hours and hours drawing up proper plans and drawing. Uh, there's a local town planner, David Lane, who's helped with the application to the council. So he's given his time for free. One of uh, the ex-district uh, councils paid for the cost of the planning application. You know, so many things people get drawn together. in. They're coming together. That's great. Really? I think you could go on for another hour or so telling me all about this, but you've excited me. So I hope that everybody listening will be well, exciting. If they want excited. a date in their diary, if they are listening, yes. we, we're not sure when the formal opening of this new, new thing will take place. But a date for your diary is Sunday the 10th of September. It's a long time to go. Sunday 10th of September. This, yeah, we, this we, year. We participate. No, next year. Yeah, the next year. Yeah. We participate in what's called Heritage Open Days. Right. Run by the National Trust. And we've been right. doing this for several years. And our next Heritage Open Day will be the 10th of September. And that could be the sort of formal opening of the newly renovated or refurbished station platform well jeff jeff lewis thank you so much exciting us or exciting me and also everybody who's going to be listening to it i'm sure they're getting excited again about what we're having in our local neighborhood that's going to arise thank you so much i'm laying down in his arms and he's wiping tears from my troubled brow and keeping me safe from harm oh i I will lay my 